0: Hey, welcome to Braves Country.
1: On this episode of Braves Country, we welcome collective soul frontman Ed Rowland. We talk about where he gets his passion for the Braves, the unique way he judges a restaurant, as well as the time his dad told him, son, you just wrote a prayer that turned out to be a number one hit. That's coming up on Braves Country. welcome to braves country it's a podcast about living in the south the things that southerners like and like to do like to talk about whether it's hunting and fishing or good rock and roll music country music gospel hip-hop because we get it all in the south
2: don't forget the barbecue don't
1: forget barbecue and great food i've always said every athlete really wants to be a rock star and every rock star kind of would like to be an athlete and we've got an incredible rock star on the show today his name is ed roland you know him from collective soul who have been extraordinarily successful over the years. And, uh, Ed, thanks so much for taking some time out and uh, joining us here in Braves Country.
3: Thank you, Tug. You know, it's a funny story you say that because when I hang around baseball players, it's exactly what you said. They wish they could be in a rock band and wish I could be a major league baseball player. And then we look at each other and we go, we really just wish we could be professional golfers.
1: Yeah, right (laughs) at the end of the day. John Smoltz is really, he's kind of put that into play, you know, because, you know, that Braves powerhouse rotation with Smoltz, Glavin, and, and Matt, back in the day and they're all good golfers and they golfed while they were playing ball well i mean they only have to work every four days yeah that's like, what else you gonna do i'm joking i played golf with glavin about three months ago
3: down in uh 38 yeah he's he's still he's still got a little golf game in him
1: yeah and and it's interesting that he's moved down there man that's it seems you know all of atlanta goes to 38 for you know spring break and summer vacation but but Tommy's decided he's gonna uh, just uh, plant the roots down there.
3: He did. He took his kids, took the family, and said, "This is it. I gotta be honest with you. It's not a bad
1: place." It buddy. is not. It is not. I mean, you got all kinds of uh, stuff down there, Scott. And I know you know this but traveling down there a lot. Luke Bryan, he's got the cigar bar down there at 38. Sure does. And everybody's got a house down there. You well, see. Well, now
2: we have that 38 festival down there, which is fantastic. Ed, do you play the 38 festival every once in a while?
1: I did with my other band, Sweet Tea Project.
3: Played it a couple of years. Loved it. Had a blast.
2: Now, are you still recording with that Sweet Tea project? Are you going to do any more uh, music with those guys? You
3: you know, I had time off when we started that. I was kind of getting into the Americana thing and um, did two albums with them. And then... After the COVID hit, I started another band. I kinda of went into my new wave era.
1: So I love
3: it. Um, I'm I'm in the new wave right now. <laughs> What's is that <laughs> I'm the, all over the place.
2: Is that the alien attitude uh, record? That's it. That's correct. Very cool. Hey, but while we're on the subject of sweet tea though, I think you're qualified to explain to everybody out there listening in Braves Country what is the difference between a good sweet tea and a glass of sweetened iced tea. How do you do that?
3: Well, I think you gotta sunbrew it at first. Bad boy. I think I think you sunbrew the tea. And then however you want to do it after that is up to you. I can still remember my mom getting a five-pound Dixie Crystal sugar, throwing it in a tub, you know, in the, with the tea. So, I mean, I grew up on sweet, sweet, sweet tea. Right on you did. <laughs> but I think you got to start with brewing in the sun, man. That's just the southern way. That me.
1: is. That is. That's such a good point. and And I don't think – And I'm, you know, I'm from Dalton, Georgia, so my mama did the exact same thing. And and I don't think people in Atlanta, because I qualify Atlanta nowadays, sometimes it seems like a city in the south versus a southern city, so I'm not sure if everybody in Atlanta would know what doing that is, putting your tea in the sun.
3: Right, I mean, my, my wife is from uh, Washington State, Seattle, so she definitely doesn't have any southern character. I'm, I'm teaching her all the time, and she thinks I'm the craziest dude on the planet. <laughs> but I mean, I may be crazy,
1: but it, it's good. No, you're right. My wife's from New York, uh, upstate New okay, York. Okay, so, so you got the same exactly as I have. right. Exactly right. I just told her the only thing I ever, because she's a Yankees fan, and I knew that I'm a Braves fan. My and my son, he took after daddy. He's a he's a Braves fan too. She already had her baseball team. She already had her pro football team. She had that stuff in motion. She didn't have a college football team so i said okay well welcome to the bulldog nation and let me tell you she she is the biggest georgia fan she used to get mad at me ed talking to ed roland from collective soul as well as the sweet tea project and his new act the uh it's called alien attitude but she used to get mad at me because i would get so upset and it would ruin my weekend when georgia lost so I, i i straightened up i i got right with the lord and said okay you know what it's just a bunch of college kids playing ball i love it but i ain't gonna let it ruin my weekend Guess what, Ed? Now it ruins her weekend if they lose.
3: Well, uh, here's, what, here's how I look at it. Good Lord's got to get right by me. we got to get us a championship. Here, Amen.
1: So Amen to how I'm looking that. At it. You're exactly right. I want to ask you more about the new act, though, Alien Attitude, because you said it's got more of a new wave feel to it. And if you think about it, I mean, our early alternative, especially that 90s alternative, was certainly greatly influenced by 80s alternative and new wave.
3: Well, this is going early 80s. This is going back to the cars. I mean, we Love it. when COVID hit, i i hate to use the word i was placed we had rented a house for two weeks to do pre-production for our tour and i had been on spring break with my son in the caribbean as a family and i came back i didn't know there was a virus so i literally hit the hartsville jackson got on another flight went down to uh sarasota siesta key thinking that you know two weeks rehearsal and we had this new recording program we wanted to use and i was gone for the summer so when i got down there none of the band showed up except uh jesse i lead guitarist and uh our engineer. And so we're sitting there just going, what just happened? Like no- none of us right. knew what was going on. You know, right. we couldn't do anything. So we were quarantined there for three weeks. And during that time, I said, you know what? You know, Collective works is a-, a band. Though I write the songs, I literally walk in the room and I go, hey, guys, this is what I got. And we horseshoe around Johnny, who's our drummer. We literally horseshoe and we play live. So I thought I'd demo some songs, and I remember Jesse looking at me and he goes, this is not how a collective soul works. And I said, you're right, dude. I said, why don't we just start a new band? We'll just go for it. And I said, you know, and we were just thinking about it, and I said, you know, the only band I was ever in a fan club was the Cars. So they turned around to me and go, all right, let's do a new wave record with keyboards. Like, I hadn't played bass in, Love it. God knows, 20 years, you know? And so I was like, okay, I'm the bass player. Jesse, your guitar. Sean, you're the keyboard player. And here we go. And that's, we just had the blast for three weeks. We just, I wake up, have two songs, and we go for it. We had so much fun that actually next week we're in a plus in South Carolina uh, where, where a friend gave us a house because we like to record in homes. It was called the living room because we just had a small home recording huh. the living room. So we're recording the next one uh, next week, in back a couple of weeks before we actually hopefully start touring again. Yeah. I,
1: the Soul. And when I think of new wave, I think of like uh, Thompson Twins. Is is that is Nothing that wrong with that? I
3: yeah. love it. I Wayne Chung my way all the way. Down oh my here god,
1: dude! I could listen to Wayne Chung. Uh, everybody have fun tonight. And then they had a, they had a second hit song too. Yeah. Uh, to live and die in L.A. is a great song. Oh my gosh. This
3: interview Dance all go days. if you want to start talking new
1: wave. I mean, Kaja <laughs> Yeah. We can go go, baby, let's go. Too shy some Kaja goo let's go. Dude, I'm telling t- I'm <laughs> telling, I love all that stuff. I am such a fan of music to begin with, but right. the 80s, the 80s is probably my favorite decade of music Ed, and that and that goes for Rock, pop, country, everything in the 80s—I think—is the greatest decade of music. Can you agree with that, or no?
3: I I, I agree because there was no ego, no attitude. Everybody was doing their own thing. It was like there was no segregation. Everybody just loved what they were doing. They just felt they felt honored and privileged to be able to be doing music. And I just—it was—it was—it was was a great era to grow up in music for me. I will—I will say that. You know, growing up in gospel, like my dad being a minister, it was just a fun way for me to get out and experiment with music. I I loved it.
2: Now we're talking. To Ed Rowland of Collective Soul and his new group Alien Attitude on the Atlanta Braves Radio Network here on Braves Country and so we got to get to the Braves man tell us what the Braves mean to you growing up in Stockbridge Georgia I know it's been a big part of your life and you're a huge Braves fan right?
3: Oh yeah very much you know what it means to me more than anything my father passed away I think it's been about 15-16 years ago my fondest memories are me and my pops and the Braves it truly was back in the day the First big game I went to, I can remember, it was Buzz Capra against Tom Seaver, the Mets and Braves. Remember, Buzz was I up do. for like Cy Young that year. I can't remember, was it '73, '74,
1: right around there somewhere. Yep,
3: somewhere. And uh, my pop scored some tickets. I mean, we were up, but it didn't matter. I mean, we're up, in the, but it was just, it was, you know, father and son time. And, I, and Buzz won that game that night, 2-1, by the way. I do remember that. Let's go. Um, and it was just a pitching duel, and it was just fun to be with dad. And then I was also a fan of the big red machine. I was a big fan of Johnny Bench and Joe Morgan because I played second base. So Joe, Joe Morgan was idol of mine. And back in the day, they'd have double-headers. You know, I don't know if you all remember those, but they really scheduled double-headers, not because of rainouts or anything. They had double-headers. Right. So my dad being a minister didn't have much bucks, And um, we'd wait for those double-headers, and, and um, we'd go spend all day at Fulton County, like just watch both games. I watched Johnny Bench play right field which was uh, crazy but it it just meant father-son time and then it was me outside throwing a tennis ball against a two-by-four because i love baseball um listening to am radio with uh skip Carey and ernie johnson i mean it was just that was that was my guardian angels during my youth literally
1: i can so relate to that man i i I grew up the same way up in dalton and, and every night it was either tbs and Oh, oh, and then you know, on the on the radio, if you're in the backyard or if you're driving around, it was. You're, and you, if you remember, the broadcast team would switch halfway through the game. Do you recall that? I did they do switch with. I don't. I don't remember that. I, I do. I,
2: I used to love that. that what they did was, uh, you know, Skip and Pete would start on TV and then go to radio halfway through the game, and then Don and that's whoever, right, would, that's right. and then Johnson would, would come over to the TV, that's right. and you know, I'd follow Skip. I'd stay with him. I'd go wherever, wherever he, he went. Way. That's where he went. <laughs>
1: uh, it's cool. Yeah, that was. So I grew up the exact same way. Always with the Braves on, and if you if it were you know it was TBS, you were watching the Beverly Hillbillies and the Adams Family or or Sanford's right. Son before the before the game. Or if,
3: or if you're in the on. car, you're listening to WSB. I think that's who broadcasted right. back in the day.
1: That's exactly and, right. You know,
3: AM radio. You'd be in the car. I remember driving back with my grandparents from Green County. It'd be an hour and a half drive, and my dad would plan it to start when the game started, so I could be in the car and be. You know, behave. Yeah. (laughs) I was drawn to just listen to the baseball game. I just, I love it on the radio. Me too. I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I do. There's something about the childhood memories that it comes back to me on that.
1: You know. And Ben Ingram, who is uh, one of the the new broadcasters for the Atlanta Braves, he came over from Mississippi, so he's a he's grew up in Braves country. He grew up a Braves fan, and and he does a great job. To your point, he does a great job of painting the picture. And my favorite thing Ben does, Ed, and if you get a chance to listen to a game when right before the first pitch. Ben will describe the uniforms of the players on the field, and he does it in such a way it feels so nostalgic, but it uh, so paints the picture for you. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, that's so super awesome. cool.
2: Yeah, it's almost like music. It's an art form. Uh, baseball on radio. It's an American art form, if you ask me.
1: It's
3: rock and roll. Of the sports. It really, to me, anyway. You know, that's that's our that's our pastime. I mean,
1: it never will go away. Though they're trying to make it, mm-hmm. making me upset over here. Yeah, I know, right? That, we'll uh, we'll let that lie because we beat that to death. But you're 100 percent right. Now, Ed Rowland, who are your
2: favorite Braves right now? Do you have you been out to the park yet this season? Are you following the Braves? And, and I
1: haven't been this season.
3: Oh yeah, Fre- Freddie's Freddie's my favorite. Always. I like Freddie. I went to the. I went to the uh, first game there in the new stadium when the Yankees came in for that preseason game. And uh, me and my boy were back there in the uh – right there, that that tan down there in the dirt and it was fun and we got on the big screen it was fun and this is a, this is a true story my, my 11 year old he was how real old was then but he went a couple of weeks ago with some friends and he's 11 years old he snuck by a security guard got on the got on the camera the big screen also on tv just because he wanted his daddy to see him at the brave stadium that's thought, awesome if you're gonna break the law that's great got in a little
1: trouble but you know that's right. you're in trouble.
2: yeah do don't try that. Right don't try this at home folks No, don't. absolutely
1: you, you should try man it's bad better than Robin banks or something you oh, know, more well, sinister yeah. i'd rather yeah. him do
3: that because he, he knew how much that meant because i've told him stories about me and my dad going to games and i take him i take my boys once a year at least I try to get there once a year i do get there once a year i wish i could go more but you know that's usually our touring season too so it's just that you know that family energy vibe thing you know yeah that's what and baseball you know, is Again, one of the most supportive people ever in my life was Hammer and hank oh my I mean, gosh that yeah. was my hero growing up like yeah. You know, I had I had him to look up to. Like, and, uh, you know, it, it could have been somebody in basketball. I love Pete Maravich, you know. And sure. he, he might be second. I love Muhammad Ali. Right. But Hammer and Hank was the first, I guess you could call it, idol. Like, that was my man. Yeah. Like, yeah. I only wore 44 from that point on in baseball that was was the only number i was going to get
1: that's so funny that's so funny man i think i think a lot of people can relate to that for sure and so i grew up with hank as my favorite player of all time like he didn't go on a scale because he was my dad's favorite player and so Mm -hmm. he was my favorite by default but then i got dale murphy as a guy watching him every night and so i always wanted to wear three just like dale murphy so i can tell i know exactly what you mean
3: so that's funny. Jesse, our lead guitarist in collective soul, his favorite is Del Murphy. So we sweet teeth sang national anthem on opening night when uh, three, four years ago, and there's they had all the heroes out there. There's Del Murphy and there's Hammer and Hank. And Jesse's trying to get Dale's attention. I'm trying to get Mr. Aaron's attention. Like it was funny. <laughs> like, it was like once again, here's forty year old men, I'm fifty year old men just still fans like it just you can't help it like that's just you just want their attention it's like you're still in the stands of the kid wanting to catch that ball
1: that's exactly right Uh, and and that is so relatable for everybody whether they live in the in the south like we do or not but if you're a baseball fan baseball has that 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 magical feeling
3: it, it, it is and another story like my grandma and papa my papa i mean this was this was the I call it the Sid Breen years, the the, yeah. the, the, the rounding third years. Yeah. Uh, uh, my Pawpaw, like should have died three years earlier, but he didn't because he couldn't wait for Braves baseball.
1: Like,
3: <laughs> I seriously, love it. I love kept it. him alive for three more years just sitting there smoking two packs Marlboro Reds, <laughs> waiting to waiting to watch the Braves. That's
1: right, dude. <laughs> I'm telling you, the, those stories and the way you describe them, they really are what people experienced growing up in. I'll say the southeast, but specifically in Atlanta and in Georgia, but the, but the southeast too, just all Braves country, because we all have those stories. It doesn't matter if you're a rock star or you work at a radio station or if you work at a gas station. It doesn't matter. We all experience that together, and we can all tell a story just like that together. It, it really breaks down barriers because it's what we all did. It, it unifies
3: us. It, it does. unifies us. It does. As, it does. as human beings. It really unifies. Race, color, creed, religion. It unifies you. You're exactly
1: it really right. Scott and I have talked about this. And Scott, you can jump in on this, too. I thought the thing the Braves did with these co-branded hats is the smartest thing ever because we, we might argue about our favorite football teams. Like, the, the three of us are Georgia fans, so we're not going to argue. But we have other friends that are Auburn or Alabama or uh, uh, North Carolina, whatever. They're all, you know, dip, we have different pockets of fans throughout Braves country. But no doubt about it. On Sunday, after the college football season and 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 college football day is over, we all cheer for the Braves together.
3: One hundred percent, it's true. That's I thought true. that was I never the thought smartest. About
1: that. That's true. Uh, well, the, the Braves cover cover the largest geographic area in uh, Major League Baseball. They they cover a region where most most teams cover you know just a city or or a state. We cover an and, entire region.
3: And, and you have to go back to TBS during the That's early right. days. They became america's team right. because of they became the dallas cowboys of, of baseball. baseball because of turn you know exactly there right. are people i mean we travel all over the country and i'll see brave stuff on all, everywhere that's like right that, they're, they're just Braves fans because of, of
1: that because of tbs yeah that's exactly right you're 100 percent correct spring is here
0: and baseball is back you can't forget the derby i love the hats
2: Again, we're talking to Ed Rowland of Collective Soul, legendary musician from Georgia, and let's get into the music a little bit more, Ed. 27 years of Collective Soul, 10 studio albums, and 37 singles, and I hear that there are two new Collective Soul records ready to go. Is that right?
3: And there's two ready to go, and then there's two more written, but I think I'm going to go with the piano one next, so... That's it's uh, yeah we we got we got plenty of music.
2: <laughs> Wait, there's three records. Are four? There, well, there's three ready. I guess you got. I heard one is Correct. called Vibrating. Tell us all about them. Sort it out for us. You got well,
3: Vibrating was actually done a couple of years ago. It was supposed to come out last year, and then of course COVID happened, and so that'll come out. But the, last summer we we're not the usual rock. Like we love each other. We enjoy each other. It's like camp. We we so last July we'd had enough not seeing each other, and we recorded at my house in Atlanta. So I called the guys. I said, "If everybody feels kind of comfortable, you feel safe, follow the rules. Y'all want to make a record?" And they were like, "Let's do it." So they came in for a couple of weeks. We made another record, and then <laughs> over the holidays, I wrote another piano record that I always wanted to do. It's more orchestrated, and um, they were like, "Well, let's do it," because our schedule we just still don't know. I know we're supposed to go out. I think the seventeenth or eighteenth of June. We start in Atlanta at Verizon with, with sticks. sticks. Yeah, but, I know about that. Yeah so, yeah, so but once again, we've been we've been. It's like you're on a horse that the reins get pulled in every second you know you' you're galloping, thinking you're about to go, and then they just pull the reins and you don't go so I mean fingers crossed uh, you know throw the horseshoe where the horseshoe is supposed to be we we actually start touring again in the summer, but during that time we got we just kept the ball rolling, you know, nice. keep moving and. And making music. I think
1: a lot of artists did that. I mean, Eric Church came out with a a triple album, Heart and Soul, I think is what it's called. And, you know, Uh I'm a huge Eric Church fan, but it seems to be kind of the theme right now because so many people were cooped up for so long. They wrote so much music. Now it's starting to come out, and there's just a lot of it.
3: Yeah, that's the, that's the one thing management's watching with me because you got to do it strategically, you know, sure. if that makes sense. Because um, if it was up to me, I'd put one out every six months. I'd I'd be like early seventies <laughs> act, you know. Yeah, right. You got to set it up like so, your uh,
2: like a batting order.
3: Yeah, I have I have people that are around me that are a lot smarter than me on that end, so I just rely on them. So we're we're ready to release new music, ready to get on tour and play. We, you know, the the joy. The thing that brings the most joy is literally live music, playing live. We just love that. Once again, we, we're around. I'm sure it's no different than baseball teams that truly get along. Like I said, we get along. It's a season. You get together, and then when when the season's over, you're like, "Oh man, like what am I going to do now?"
1: Sure. <laughs> <right. You>, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You just can't imagine not doing what you're doing, but it. But I mean, it's good though. You go. You want to make people miss you a little bit. Yeah, I guess so.
2: <laughs> they're going to miss you after a year off. I think we're all ready to rock and roll no again. Doubt.
1: No doubt about that. And
2: Ed, let me ask you, now speaking of getting along with the band, you guys continue on another Southern tradition and that's having brothers in the band. You and your brother are both in the, in the band. How is that for you?
3: Uh, it's a blessing for me. I mean, he's 10 years younger. You know, the guys are 10 years younger than me in the band. I mean, I've kn- we've known each other our whole lives. And of course, my brother. But I-, I couldn't think of it being any other way. I mean, it's. I mean, of course, there's been brotherly fights. I mean, we've gotten in a fight with each other to see who's going to go fight this other guy that was picking on somebody. <laughs> I mean, it's, we, we still have that Southern culture in us a little bit. But, I mean, at the end of the day, we're brothers. We love each other. And we, we love each other as a band. Like I said, we just enjoy each other's company. I mean, we, we call each other I mean, I talk to every one of the guys in the band twice a week at least. Just like, and there's nothing to talk about. It's like, hey, what are you doing? You know, it's one of those kind of conversations. So it's it's been a, for me, it's been a blessing. It's nice to have family on the road, you know.
2: Hey, Ed, I saw you perform at the Noonan Strong Benefit concert in Peachtree City a couple of weeks ago, and you really brought the house down with some of your, well, all of your piano performances, especially the song Shine, which is a mega hit uh, collective soul song. And I, I know it was on your very first demo, Do you ever, is it possible to even get tired of that song? It's so uplifting. It means so much to people around the world. Do do you ever get tired of it, or do you still love that song?
3: I mean, I don't go home and listen to it, but I'll never get tired of playing it uh, live because you feed off the energy of the people. And, you know, without that song, I would not have been able to have the opportunity to write other songs, you know? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know, but it' for lack of a biblical term, it begot everything. Yeah <laughs> no, I love it.
1: no, and, and that's so
3: right. I I am I am okay playing that anytime anywhere live once again i'm, I'm okay playing anything collective soul live anytime i love the energy people i love fellowship but it's not like i come home and i go Woo, let's listen to see tonight baby yeah, have right. some dinner. <laughs>
2: right. but I'm i know right. your father is a minister and that song has a really uplifting kind of christian message to it and i, I but you've said before that it's not a really a, a christian rock band and it's not even a gospel rock band but there's an element of gospel in rock and roll that comes from the south isn't there and especially for well, you
3: 100%. I mean, my dad being a minister, I'll never forget my dad, when it, uh, you know, Sean became a hit, he goes, son, you wrote a prayer. And I said, no, I believe in separation of church and rock and roll. <laughs> so, you know, it wasn't until years later, I sat down after all the craziness kind of subsided for a little bit. I was like, you know, what? of course, as dads usually are, right. Uh, I was like, you know what, my pops is right. I, w- I wrote a prayer. And I mean, it wasn't based on any religious it was just asking for health power uh guidance all of the above and it's kind of funny during the height of grunge a prayer was the number one rock
1: <laughs> yeah i know uh, it's so brilliant but i think the good lord works in mysterious ways like that and and uh, as a as a kid that grew up in, here in georgia faith is something that i've never been afraid to talk about i don't i don't I have, hide I have that no problem yeah.
3: actually i'm proud i'm a proud man of faith i yeah, have no too. problem with that at all yeah, I I can't imagine life without faith because you have to have that in every aspect of life. Whether it's your wife, you have to have faith in your children that they'll do the right thing when they leave the house and you're not. They're not under your eyes, your sight, your guidance. You have to have faith in life, and if you can't have it in the afterlife, boy, that's a tough one to swallow for me. That's exactly and right. I'm not saying I'm right or wrong. I just know it makes me feel good every day. I wake up and give thanks and. Just go do it. Yeah, go
1: get it. You might not say if you're right or wrong, but I will tell you. I believe you are right, and 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 that's that's I'm the same way, man. It it, it just is who I am. I, you know somebody asked me one time like you know when did you become a Christian or when did you become faithful and and those kind of, and I was like I don't know. I, I don't know a time that I wasn't. So I don't know right. when that happened up. Once,
3: once again, I'm not afraid to say I'm a Christian because I am. That's yeah. how I was raised and that's yeah. how I will be. But I'm not going to tell you that I I know that's the way for sure right I just know it suits me right great now did Ron Hubbard get visited by the aliens and start Scientology I don't know. Yeah. I cannot believe this. Hard to say. So that's where that's where <laughs> faith comes into play. And uh, the thing I love about Christianity is because you know you can screw up, and all you got to do is ask yeah. for forgiveness.
1: That's it, man. And you have to learn to forgive. That's right. And that's the that's the forget. biggest. And that's the biggest. <laughs> I think that's where people get it wrong the most. And and especially in the world that we live in now, Ed. When when people get on social media and they're just continually badgering each other, and and, and I just feel like, man, if we could just all take a breath and take a step back. And then, look, I don't I don't mean to get into it, you know. A, a debate about, or even a conversation about faith, because it's not what the podcast is about necessarily. But that's not it's not something that we avoid either. So uh, I appreciate you, again, you speaking I, to once it.
3: Once again, I'm not afraid of any subject. I'm, I'm here, man. I'm the real deal. I'm as God made me, so I'll talk about anything.
1: Amen to that. Brother. Now, Amen.
3: now,
2: Ed, uh, Ed Rowland from Collective Souls with us here on Braves Country. Ed, after church, we all got to eat in the South. So, uh, what? Go ahead and tell us your top three Southern mom and pop restaurants that you look forward to when you're traveling on the road in Braves Country.
3: Well, I got to be honest with you. Just living in Sandy, I'm three three miles from the stadium, and I'm I'm blessed to live in a community that's got some of the best restaurants. And so I go. I, I, I'm a, cr- a creature of habit, my wife likes to say, it, and so is the band. So when we came in, when they come in and record, the first place we go to is Heart, which is just a pie joint with some good brews, and then Clay's for wings, Brooklyn Cafe, Breadwinner, Kaiser. Like I'm, I i do not stretch out three miles. And then, you know, I go up there to uh, the Battery and there's great restaurants up there. Yeah. I love Garden Gun Club there. Yes. I, I enjoy that.
1: That place is so good. Is there any places outside of town that, like, if, if, if you guys are on tour that yeah. you stop that you look forward to in any particular city?
3: Well, our League of is from Madison. So we argue, and my grandparents grew up in uh, Green County, so we argue about barbecue all the time. So that's he's got room. his joint. I can't remember it, but mine is Holcomb Barbecue. It's off 20 going to Augusta, right past Lake Oconee. So if we argue about anything, it's barbecue for some reason.
1: <laughs> that's been a topic that's come up on this show a whole heck of a lot. There's just something about Braves Country in the, in well, the, well, the Southeastern I United States. Every,
3: I think every Southern man thinks he knows barbecue better than the next Southern man, oh, yeah funny to me. Yeah. It, it's bizarre. It's, that's when, you know, small man syndrome comes out oh no no this barbecue joint i go to is better than your barbecue joint right (laughs) now what's your
2: what's your standard order at the barbecue restaurant there ed uh
3: i judge you uh by your brunswick stew (laughs)
1: Uh,
3: first and and foremost i judge you by your brunswick stew
1: i love it i love it all right so then give me your best uh, or your favorite (laughs) waffle house what's your go go to at the waffle house
3: i like the cheese grits status mother cupboard and then um Man, I like their Texas Toast patty mouth. Son. Now, they use the big Texas Toast now. Yes, sir.
1: That's living right there.
3: Yeah. I'm not going to argue with anything from uh, uh, Waffle House. Yeah, it's hard And to... my son, I mean, I, it's a special. I take him there, and, I, uh, you know, he gets his double waffles double order of bacon i mean he goes nuts Attaboy,
1: boy atta boy kid knows yeah. how to live man that's all there is to it. it's funny man because for special occasions at my house and now my wife's from new york she would do it differently but on special occasions me and my son always choose to go to waffle house whether it's birthdays game winning catch in a baseball game whatever it is if something good's happened we're going to celebrate at the waffle house that's how we live
3: i love that so i actually let my mom's with me this week uh, I, I love having her around like sure. very and best thing we like to do is we go get uh, whole milk and Little Debbie Swiss Cake Rolls. Son! From so college? We, out, we sat at the dock last
1: night watching the sunset with Swiss Love cake it. rolls and whole milk. Dude, that's living. I'm telling you, man, that's so funny. College Dale, Tennessee, that's where Little Debbie is. When I used to work at a radio station in Chattanooga, Tennessee called US 101, they would drive by because it's right down the street, the Little Debbie factory, and they would drop off dozens of boxes of Little Debbie. So we always had something to eat late night at, uh, at a, the radio station. You are station. a
3: blessed man.
1: That's right, dude. I'm telling you. God has been good to me. Yes, or yeah. Look, we don't want to take more. More of your time, man. We pre- We just appreciate you spending time with us and talking to the folks that love the Braves, loves college football, and love eating and and talking God, drinking beer, and uh, and and all those things, man. Getting outside. I'm one right now. Yeah. I like that attitude. And oh you, boy, you getting started early today. There, eh? There's a great new song <laughs> by Florida Georgia Line and a, and a guy named Chase Rice, and the song is called Drinking Beer, Talking God, Amen. That song is about my life, right there. I mean, throw a little golf and baseball in there. We're Son, all right. I'm there telling you, you it's hard to beat. We want to invite you down one day when you have some time to. Uh, uh, to the Braves Radio Network here at the studios at the Battery since you live close and bring a guitar and uh, and, and sing some songs and, and we'll yeah, push be it out. An honor.
3: That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. I would love that.
1: Man, We'd love to have God, you, man. Uh,
3: thank y'all so much you you for what you're doing, man. Thank you for just bringing the Southern culture out and letting people learn and love what we
1: do here there just ain't enough of it man it just seems like there's just not uh, there's not much of it anyway i don't hear people talking well, about it i think
3: it. there is i think it's i, I think there is I, I i i will disagree with you on that i'll debate i think there is i think it's gonna it's it's there buddy
1: Charlie. yeah thank you thank you i appreciate it scott what you got
2: it's time for a southern revival ed and we're looking forward to seeing you on the road this summer man
1: thank you boys buddy have a great day see you back ThePodcastpark.com is your home for the fans' entire stable of original podcasts.
3: If you're a true Atlanta sports fan, you need to stay connected to shows like Welcome to Atlanta, featuring Atlanta's rich history of sports legends. College football fans will love the Chuck Oliver Show podcast. Two hours of college football talk every day, all year. And baseball fans get to dive into Domino's archive of baseball legends on hardball. Subscribe to all these great shows and so many more. Anywhere you get your podcasts or stream them free 24-7 at podcastpark.com, Presented by Associated Credit Union.
0: This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash MAC. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.